Relationships. They can be very beautiful and they can also be quite challenging. But one thing they should never be is unhealthy. Please join me and relationship counselors Mark and Laura Cheers as we discuss matters in singlehood, marriage, and ways not to be fooled in a relationship. You don't want to miss this episode, so please stay tuned. So, going to dig into the, you know, the little, the the heavier stuff now. Um, we don't talk about it as much, I think, as we should. But I want to deal with soul ties because it's a very uh, real thing. So can you just please tell our listeners, what are they? How do they start? And how do we end them if we're in one? Okay. That's some deep stuff. Yeah, yeah that's the deep stuff. <laughs> so, soul ties are not just by themselves a bad thing. Because you can have a soul tie like David and Jonathan. The Bible says their souls were knit together. A soul tie can be beneficial. You learn from each other. You grow because of that relationship. But uh, we'll deal with the soul tie both naturally and spiritually. So on the natural side, uh, that soul tie is good in that aspect. Mm-hmm. There's a good thing to it. Um, there's growth on both sides. And there's success that follows a soul tie that is a good soul tie. And the result of a negative soul tie or a bad soul tie. Between a man and a woman. Between a man and a woman. Well, a soul tie begins as a sexual nature because the sexual nature can form a soul tie. In most cases, will form a soul tie. Mm -hmm. And a soul tie is not to be formed outside of marriage. Marriage is supposed to be the thing that unites a man and woman and causes them to become one. Right. But if you become one with somebody that's one with somebody else, and you one with somebody else, now you got all of these emotions, all of these spirits attached to you, and you don't know why you feel in the way all of a sudden you depressed. All of a sudden, um, things bother you that didn't bother you in the past. It's because you've connected with someone sexually and formed an ungodly soul tie. Hmm. And it's a it's a, a bad thing. It's a bad thing in this respect. When a soul tie relationship ends, say if you were in a relationship with somebody and it was a soul tie relationship, oftentimes that that breakup, that person that's on the other end, say it's the man, he'll reject everything connected to you. So if there were kids in the relationship with that ungodly soul time, he'll reject his kids. He won't even come visit his children. He'll raise somebody yeah. else's kids that he's connected to again through a soul time before he raises the kids that he gave you. Wow. And so it's a dangerous place to be in. That 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 soul time that that it's it's a dangerous thing to be in. That's why the Bible really talks about being joined together with folks sexually and how dangerous it is. 
fornication and adultery because these are things that foster a soul tie relationship. Hmm. So how? And I think. It, Go ahead. Can I say this? And I and I think really God instituted marriage, and you have that soul bondness so that you can stick together, stick together, and stay together. Mm-hmm. You know, you join as one. You know, um, so. But that soul tie is sometimes it's hard to pull away because you, your soul is knit. You're joined to one another. Even like in times where the relationship used to has been severed, one person went one way, one went the other way. For some reason, sometimes just some things come up. It could be a song or whatever to just make you remember that person. A soul tie is very, very strong. Hmm. So um, when you become sexually active, is is best to do it God's way, married between husband and wife, because if not, it's 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 definitely a strong thing where if the relationship don't work out, you're wondering why am I feeling, why am I going through all of this? Because God really meant it to be between a husband and a wife, wow. to keep them knit and stay together, stick through. Because marriage is work. You know, so if you do it God's way, he made it so that you, if, if you all have a mind and a will to stay together, you can stay together. Mm-hmm. That's deep. So if someone is in one, how is it? How can they get out? What's the best way for someone to get out of a soul tie if they got entangled in one? A oh, soul tie is going to require prayer and fasting. Yeah, remember in the Bible when the disciples ran up to a man that was possessed and the disciples couldn't cast him out. Jesus had to come and cast him out and the disciples asked him, how couldn't we, why couldn't we cast this spirit out? And he said, that, you know, the issue was with faith. However, this kind cometh not out but by prayer and by fasting. And so you have to get yourself uh, in a place of prayer and direct prayer. Be honest with what's going in your, on in your life. So it's a prayer that says, Lord, this is what I'm in. I don't want it. I want to be out of it. Help me, Lord. And then you go on a fast. Fasting is important because if you can deny your body the natural thing that it takes to live in food and water, then you can deny that lust that follows or that is connected to that soul type. And then you can't put yourself in situations. Don't put yourself in position where you're running into that person. Now, I know sometimes it could be a situation where you have to see that person. And that's really important where that fasting and prayer comes. And that tie can be broken. Mm-hmm. Don't think that it can't be broken. It can be broken. But it takes the Lord. And uh, in the case where you can't avoid, avoid those people. You know, don't don't be around them. Don't go to the show by that, by yourself with them. You you say to yourself or trick yourself. Well, we're just friends. I'm delivered, but you at the show, and then you out to dinner, and then you end back up at your apartment. <laughs> now you open back up the door all over again. Yes. you can't have that confidence in your flesh that you're gonna be able to survive that date. Wow, really deep, really good stuff. Um, and it's kind of similar, but somewhat different. Um, and this, this next question we can talk that we're going to talk about is could really go for single or married. 
and the title of this series is I shall not be fooled and that was intentional because sometimes we get into different relationship issues and we really didn't mean to get there but we end up there and so this content this episode today is to help us you know recognize if we're being fooled in a relationship and so Uh this next question you can definitely be tricked real quickly if you don't check it in the beginning and that is emotional affairs and you know it's very easy to get in one I mean you look up and you're in one because say for instance whether you're single or you're married you're not being you know appreciated or celebrated by your spouse or by your significant other but really you know by your spouse you're not being celebrated or maybe appreciated and then you know you're at work and this new person started and you all get to talking and they appreciate everything that you do Or, you know, they appreciate the things that, you know, your spouse doesn't appreciate or they can see things, some qualities and, you know, your value that maybe your spouse doesn't really recognize or doesn't celebrate. And so next thing you know, you all are going out to lunch or maybe an email here or there and it progresses to a text and then a call then dates, you know, and then next thing you know, there's an emotional attachment there. And you have feelings for this person. Now, you all are not sexually involved. It's strictly, you know, emotion. But, you know, that can be very strong. And Uh so, next thing you know, you're married. But you have all of these feelings for your coworker at work. Or whoever, you know, this emotional affair is with. And so, Uh by it not being a physical thing, it can be extremely hard to get out of that. And it's something that you really didn't mean to get into. It just kind of you looked up and you were there. So I just wanted to ask you, you all, if you all can address how to avoid them. And if you're in an emotional affair, how to end that. That could be a very sticky situation. (laughs) It could be very sticky. So how do you end an emotional affair? Well, that, that is a very good question and a subject that people probably don't even really understand, but yes. it is a very real thing. It is. You can be connected to somebody emotionally. Mm-hmm. You can be connected emotionally because, like you said, uh, the person uh, talks to you, uh, especially in the case of work. You at work with somebody eight hours. You sit next to them, and they understand uh, the things that you're going through. And if before you know it, you're in a relationship, and this is how you can tell an, uh, you're an emotional affair, is that you want to tell that person your good news or things that are positive before you want to even communicate them to your spouse. Wow. Just because of the way they react to your good news. Yeah. So things like that. You know, you can tell the sign of an emotional of emotional relationship. It can closely resemble a friendship. Now, friendship is a good thing. Now, people say male and female can't be relationship in relationships where they're just friends. But I believe that you can. It depends on the actual people and if the people are being honest and true with themselves. But even in that, you have to be careful because emotions can be like a wild horse. And once a horse is wild, you can't control it. Even a tame horse 
thieves can throw it off and make it hard to contain. And so you have to be very careful when it comes to emotional relationships. Now, to break off an emotional relationship, you know, it requires honesty. Mm-hmm. It requires conversation. And, you know, you're honest with yourself first. Because if you're not honest with yourself, you're not going to be honest to people around you. The person may not even, on the other end of the relationship, may not even know how you feel. And so you have to be honest with yourself and uh, have open and honest conversation and dialect and say, well, because of the way I feel now, I don't believe that I can continue in the relationship that we're in. They may say, what relationship? We're not in a relationship. (laughs) But you have to be honest. This is the way I feel when I'm with you. And because of this, I feel like I'm being pulled away from my spouse. Mm. That's when it's really dangerous when you're being pulled away from your spouse. Now, the Bible says it's like this. You can't serve two masters. Now, a relationship is not uh, you're a slave, but it's a, it's a similar concept. You can't serve two masters because you're going to love one and hate the other. And so when that person is saying everything that you want to hear, mm-hmm. you're going to eventually pull away from that spouse. And then you're going to put everything over into the other side because they understand me. They get me. But they have an advantage. They don't live with you. They're not washing your dirty clothes. <laughs> when they see you, they're seeing their, your best. Your wife is seeing your worst or your husband is seeing your worst. Right. They're seeing your dirty underwear. They're seeing those T-shirts that are raggedy. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, that person on the other end is not seeing that. And then they're hearing the bad stuff about the relationship. You're not telling them, oh, my wife cooked me breakfast, or my husband bought me this and bought me that. You're only really telling them the bad stuff. And they're like, oh, I would never do that. And you're just smiling, looking dumb and crazy, <laughs> <laughs> not knowing that the person can say that because they're not in that situation mm. right and so that relationship has to be broken just for this simple fact is that it's going to grow into a physical relationship hmm. and you're going to end up being pulled away even if you stay with your wife or even if you stay with your husband you're going to be pulled away emotionally and be detached and they're going to realize that something is different they can't put their finger on it, but something is different. And eventually it's going to cause separation and possibly even a divorce. Wow. Wow. And if the friendships are really true and sincere, sometimes if one person, like he said, may be feeling something that the other person is, and once that's being voiced and say, you know, I, I have to, you know, put a pause right here because things are getting a little serious for me that shouldn't be, that other person should be understanding and, and thank God that person is honest enough to even admit it and say that that's what's going on. And if it's a good friendship between the other, that other person should be good with say, okay, that is definitely not an intention that I have to break up anyone's home. They should be able to say, okay, let's, let's stop whatever this is, you know, whether it's we just going out to lunch or we talking on the phone. 
whatever it is, because you value your friend's marriage, it should be within you to say, okay, I, I'm not into messing up anybody's house. So that's fine. There's plenty of other friends out there to be friends with. You're not going to die. It ain't going to kill you. <laughs> you just got to do what's best. Okay. So the Bible does say you reap what you sow. Yes. Very so true. you got to keep in mind of that. You know, you always want to do uh, what's best for yourself and for others, you know, in that situation. And he's saying, that's why, like a cry for help saying, hey, I can't do this. You know, oblige him. And it's like, okay, I'm going to honor that, and, and I'm going to gonna cut this relationship. Not even a relationship, this friendship. And, you know, it's just not good for you. I'm into that. So you all are saying, because, you know, someone may be listening and they may be thinking like, well, we're just texting each other. You know, we're just we're just doing lunch and, you know, we're not doing anything physical or anything like that. So it's it's very, very harmless. But you all are saying it's somewhat, but it, it's harmless to you. But if someone is having a problem with it, then mm -hmm. it's not harmless. It's not harmless. It's not harmless. Yeah, great. Because when it comes to harmless, it covers everybody involved. So harmless, maybe it's not harmless to the guy involved. It's not harmless to the friend that's involved. But if that spouse is feeling some type of way, mm -hmm. then now it's harmless. And so it's up to the person that made the vow to make the thing right. So it's, it's not the person on the other end. It's not the friend at work. It's that that relationship between a husband and a wife mm -hmm. that has to be solidified and into the place of if that person doesn't feel because in that in that relationship, the husband and wife relationship, it's very deep, and it's it's two that become one. Right, and you can feel that. You can feel when that spouse right. has that feeling for that other person. You can feel it. Even if you know they're not doing nothing, mm -hmm. you can feel it. And now, uh, sometimes uh, they may be off because sometimes people are just jealous. Mm -hmm. right. It's a jealous-hearted person. Right. But uh, if, if, it's a, if it's a relationship between a male and a female, uh, you have to be very careful of how your spouse feels about it. Now, by the same token, you can't have a bunch of friends, male friends. This is this, I'm speaking from a male and female perspective. The female can't criticize your relationship, but she's having lunch with all of these guys, and you telling her, "Hey, I don't trust so and so." Oh, that's just Johnny. That's my friend. He's not like your friend. It works right. both ways. Right. It's hand in hand. Because oftentimes, they, because a woman knows another woman, just that same way a man knows another man. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to have to establish that in that relationship that uh, certain things won't be tolerated. You know, you have to be very careful about how these things are taken um, because there can be friendships. And mm -hmm. friendships right. are beneficial. Right. Mm -hmm. Very, very good stuff. And so whether you're 
married or single, I know that some people, they really have a struggle with loneliness. And that can be one of the things that may lead to an emotional affair because at home, you're not getting the attention that you desire. And then with single people, um, you know, some people have been in some very tough and terrible relationships and it leaves them very weak and vulnerable in a weak and vulnerable place. And instead of like giving themselves time to heal, you know, they jump right into another relationship because they don't want to feel lonely. And then you have those married people that don't want to, you know, they don't, they feel lonely, even though they're married, they're dealing with loneliness. So can you all just tell us some ways that people can combat loneliness, whether they're single or they're married? Oh, that is a good one, too. <laughs> loneliness is powerful because it can lead to depression. Yes. It leads to accepting bad relationships. Right. You be, just because you're lonely, you settle for somebody. And settle is a powerful word because settling means that you see the negative, but you choose to accept it anyway. Mm-hmm. So you end up settling. Mm-hmm. So in order to avoid loneliness, uh, and that's, being comfortable with yourself, knowing that you are enough by yourself. Right. You have things in your life, because there's always things in our life that we can work on, and so you're always working on things in your life to better yourself. And then sometimes it's not just bettering yourself, sometimes it's just being by yourself, decompressing, getting away from all of the chatter and the noise of the world. But you have to be comfortable with yourself. Uh, Do things like just take you a nice warm bath. uh, Get you a nice meal. Get you some quiet time with a crossword puzzle, with Mm -hmm. some prayer. And watch a movie by yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They used to have a a grading system in, in school when I was in school. I don't know if they have it now. But it was plays well alone. It was plays well with others, but plays well alone. You have to learn how to play well alone. And being alone is a good thing. Uh, because you're not having people give you an opinion. Uh, you, you're not having people always put something in your head. And so it's good to be alone by yourself. And you have to get comfortable with being alone. Mm-hmm. When you're comfortable with your own happiness, not depending on somebody to make you happy. Right, right. You can have a good relationship with somebody else that's in the same position. Right. Right, that's good. Very good. Very, very, very powerful. Woo. That was a deep one, wasn't it? Did you enjoy that episode? I hope you did. So please share it with someone. And you definitely want to subscribe because we have one more episode in this series. And it's going to be for the married people. Yes, I did not forget about you. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss it. And you can also stay connected with us on social media. We are on Facebook as well as Instagram at Change My Life Podcast. Wow, who knew being comfortable with my own happiness would change my life?